Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first, the protests in East Wall in Dublin over the rehousing of asylum seekers. They started again last night. Protesters blocked the port tunnel. The Social Democrat TD, Gary Gannon, he's the local TD in the area. Take a listen to what he had to say on News Talk Breakfast earlier. I actually represent East Wall. I've been inundated with calls from people saying that that protest certainly doesn't represent their views or how they would approach things. I think it's like what started out certainly last week as a kind of a larger cohort of people from the north in our city and East Wall um, discussing how the warden informed didn't feel consulted has very quickly descended into what I will only describe now as a far-right rally. So is Gary Gannon right about this? Has the protests in East Wall been taken over, hijacked by the far right? I mean, is he right? Because I'd love to, to just hear, just to chat to local people, local residents living in East Wall today. If you've been taking part in the protest, or maybe you agree with Gary Gannon, do give us a shout. As I said, the number is 1800 453 Anya is with us, though, on the line. Anya, you are a resident. Can you describe, uh, describe for me, please, just what's been happening there in the area? Uh, sure. So I suppose just generally there's a lot of delays around the area um, since the process has started. Um, but personally, I just had an experience there early last week um, as I was on my way to the local Aldi there in East Wall. Um, the junction was actually closed, um, but the guards were clearing it and I was the first kind of car to go through. And as I drove through, uh, basically men who made a daisy chain the only way to kind of describe it and Mm. walked out in front of my car and basically completely blocked me as I was trying to drive past the petrol station there and just opposite the road uh, the building in question so um, as you can imagine I was just very intimidated by the whole situation Um, I didn't really know what to do I was just kind of sitting there shook to be honest Um, and I just managed to kind of manoeuvre in around the petrol station I had to kind of very quickly move around them. So it was just a horrible situation. I obviously got to where I was needing to go, but very shook by the whole thing. Mm. And Anya, like the people who who did this and sort of, you know, and and blocked you or attempted to block you in your car with this kind of daisy chain that they made out in front of you. um, Are these people like, are are they locals that are protesting or who's doing this? I mean, not that I'm aware of. They didn't look. Um, familiar to me. I've been living in the area now for about four years. Um, And just from, you know, talking to people in the area and my own friends in the area, you know, we wouldn't have thought that it was the locals. I know initially there was a bit of a gathering um, with East Wall residents just basically because we felt we hadn't really been brought up to speed or just properly informed Mm. uh, by the council. But what happened that evening, you know, it was hours after a planned protest. So the protest had ended and then this was still happening. Like I'm talking three, four hours after the protest. So I believe that these people were just loitering. They were trying to intimidate. Um, and I don't believe they were Eastwell residents now. So people, you, you think it's possibly people who have... Um come in to join the protest that, you know, are, 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 are advocating and talking and lobbying on behalf of the residents, but they're actually not, not, in your belief, they're not residents at all. No. And to be honest, the fact that they were there after the planned protest 
you know, there were talks of kind of far right um, parties kind of, I suppose, banned wagoning on the whole thing. Um, and, you know, I wonder, was were they part of that party? Just the fact that the protest was over and obviously anybody who was there to, to peacefully protest had moved on. Is there any guard the presence on you around? Uh, there was actually at the time. So as I said, the, the junction was just opening up um, on that side of the road that I was trying to get down. It was still kind of, it looked kind of closed on the other side. But there were guard of presence, yeah. Like mm. there was a few guards outside the building. There was a f- um, two other female guards at the junction. Um, but I mean, they would have seen my car stopped ahead and like, one or two cars behind me. And there was nothing done to move them on. Um, like I was so shook, I actually ended up reporting the incident um, after I'd parked the car. And I mean, when you go out now since that incident, does it make you th- think twice or are you in any way reluctant? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, my husband came home last night and the first thing he said to me was, you know, don't bother trying to get down to the supermarket this evening with the car. He said that the protests are on again and I thought, I'm not a hope, I'm going out. So that's my local supermarket, yeah. you know, that I don't really feel like I can I can get to when those protests are happening or even in the hours before or after. Um, I'd be a little bit hesitant now. Can I ask you, Anya, like as a resident now in East Wall, given what's gone on for the past, what, it must be two or three weeks now, you know what, at this stage. Yeah. Like, what's your feeling on it? Are, are you are you put out by what's happening? Or, I mean, do, do you think it's been just totally infiltrated and taken over? Are the views that we're hearing on radio, reading about on Twitter, like, are they the views of local residents? I suppose I can only speak for myself. Um, but I do believe there is some level of infiltration, let's say. Um, as I said, I think the initial um, protests um, or gatherings was was of East Wall and the surrounding area um, with those residents. But I feel as time goes on, you know, the amount of residents that are present uh, are dramatically decreasing. So that leaves you to wonder, well, who who are they? You know, um, and I, I do think there is a bit of that kind of you know, people coming in, maybe racist, far-right parties. The I suppose the the image of East Wall over the past couple of days and 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 recent weeks um, does it bother you, Anya? I suppose the way that it's been it's been perceived. Absolutely. I mean, this community is so multicultural. You know, um, a number of the local business owners. You know, it's it's a really big melting pot of different cultures and people with all different backgrounds, and even more so in the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, it does mm. kind of taint, you know, the image of the area, um, and I think it's terrible. Okay. Like I myself, you know, um, I'm, I'm to say I'm I'm fully Irish, but you know I've got brown skin. I probably don't look like the typical Irish person, um, so it is quite upsetting. Like even for me, because I'm going, I know that isn't the feeling in the area, mm. and I've never experienced anything like that before in this area. Everyone's been so welcoming okay. and inclusive. Listen, Anya, thanks a million for joining us here today in the programme. I appreciate you getting in touch. 
Thanks a million, Andrea. Yeah, 1800 is the number. Keith is on the line as well. Keith is a local too in East Wall. Keith, do you support the protests? Yes, we do support the protests. It's, the way it's being handled by government has not been the best view of what they've done. It's, it, they're like their leaflets, they said, with the communications. It took them 10 plus days to come out after the facility was open. The facility itself is unfit for purposes. There's no way, if you've ever lived or worked in an office block, the heating temperature constantly moves. It's not a facility that is uh, suitable for living. Also, the refugees themselves are victims because the government puts them in there what did they do from one end of the day to the other? Just look at four walls or hang around outside? So is your concern, Keith, are you pre- protesting over the fact that you think the the, um, the facility isn't up to standard? It's not up to standard. And also the way the the community and the refugees are being treated by government is not acceptable. Okay. Because, because we, we know they're getting sent out of the building from one end of the day to the other. That's going to end up being antisocial behaviour because they're bored. You can't blame you them. Don't, you don't know that it's going to end up on antisocial behaviour. Well, we've seen it in other parts of the country. Go back, to the, pro- go, go, go back to the protest for a minute, Keith. Um, have you taken part in it out of curiosity? Yes. You yes, have? We have. Okay. Were you there last Very, night? Yes. And I'd say about 99% of the people last night were from Eastwell. So you're saying that the people that held the protest last night, they are locals, residents of Eastwall? Yes, they were. Yeah, last night was probably 99 to 100% Eastwall people. So this... Uh, this desperate last night to move away from the building, so it discouraged the right wings from coming along, and it worked. There was no right wing people there because we weren't fueling their opinions. But because we moved away from the building and we moved towards the port, they didn't turn up. So you're you're saying, Keith, that the the protest um, held outside the facility that uh, there were some previously some far right members at that, but that the yes. protest last night at the tunnel that was all the, at the port tunnel last night that was ninety nine percent. You're saying local residents. Yes, so this exactly. this statement today that we're hearing that you know it's become effectively that the protests, I suppose you could say it's in general, maybe not last night, that it's been hijacked. Do you agree with that? Some protests have, but now we're making a concerted effort to move away from ourselves, from the right-wing elements and to bring it back under our controlled protests. Like, there's been a void left by government. None of the TDs have engaged properly with the community. They've engaged with small groups but they haven't engaged. The only two representatives who've been anyway decent has been Nile Ring and Christy Burke from DCC. And when you say that they, they you know, haven't engaged or, or been decent, do you mean that it's that they don't agree with the residents and they're not protesting with you? Is that what you mean? No, I think they see our issues, but they won't even come to the residents. Like, we've asked uh, our TDs, Mary Lou, Pascal Donoghue to have a forum with the community. Still, they said no. They'll only have a forum with small groups. So you feel that there's no political representation then? 
The minister yeah, did exactly. meet, though. The and, that's, mi- and that's what caused the, caused the void for the far right to move in. But I suppose, ultimately, Keith, like, the minister has met... Um, for integration with with some with some residents and and with the group and like it, it's still going ahead as um as as a, a center for asylum seekers. I mean th- that has been stated. So yeah, is there still a need for this meeting? Do you think? Yes, because we're still not getting any resources to help. It's like the health service in the area. There's there's a long list of people waiting to go onto the list of the local GPs. The local GPs has no appointments. He says, or the, they have to go on DDoc. DDoc says, we have no vacancies. Because you use the out of air services. Even Gardaí is under resources. Because they their Garda station is Store Street, which has the inner city, O'Connell Street, Talbot Street. They're under resourced for that as well. I have, my daughter has a brain tumor. We have to get an occupational therapist and we've been told it's 23 months wait. Is that really, is that connected, do you think, Keith? Yeah, to but if you, if you land 100 people into an area where, where there's no resources, they're going to add more pressure onto already a pipe that's ready to burst. So that's what, you're, that's what, the, that's what your, your concern is? Yes. The, the, the image, I suppose, that's being portrayed of East Wall... Um, over the past, you know, week or so, or even two or three weeks, nearly now, Keith, at this stage, like, how do you feel about that and the commentary that's been been made and said about East Wall? It's not really a true reflection of the area. Like this coming Saturday, we have the community Christmas tree demonstrations where you can actually see, you can listen to carol singers. I heard you commenting earlier, mm. and that that community was made up of diverse people from all backgrounds. Because we have a Polish supermarket, we have Mohammed, who's our Lord Mayor, who's Muslim. He has three businesses. Our local fast food outlet is from Eastern Europe as well. So you can't say that East Wall is racist. It's not. It's one of the most diverse cultures I've seen. Well, Anya said that, in, in fairness, there just a few moments ago, that, you know, it's a, a very diverse community and, and an area to live in. But, I mean, do, do you feel now that local residents are all sort of being tarnished and yes, called racist? Yes, we tarnished because of ex- external influences coming into the area. And right now the protests are trying to move away to that and change that whole perception. Because that's okay. not us. But you, but you, th- but you're saying though that the reason that you're protesting is that it's over the services in the locality, and you don't think that the facility, and the facility is unfit. The facility is mm. unfit for public. So if they found a different facility or, or you know, housing in the area, would would that be okay? Yeah, but to be honest, where would they find it? Because there is nothing in the area. Will the protests yeah, the continue tonight, Kate? Is... Sorry. Will the protests continue tonight? Not tonight, but there will be more protests. And you'll still you you'll join them. You will. You'll be out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen, Keith. Listen. Thank you for for getting in touch with us here on the program. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.
We were talking about the protests in East Wall and again last night and we're asking whether or not they've been hijacked. It's the view from some people um, today and I just want to hear from local residents. If you're in the area, give us a call 1800 453 106. John is on the line in East Wall. John, do you support the protests? I do, I do, yes. Why? 100%. Um, well, look, of my own concerns, I have two young girls. I live just around the corner from it. Um, I was only starting to let them out to go to the shop and all. Now, I just can't let them out for fear of not knowing who these people are. You know, they've missed out on COVID the last two years. Now they're going to miss out over the next year till we see how things go. You know, and I've been on the protest. I'll admit there has been about 50 people there from what you call the far right. to have their own opinions. Um, they just, we have our official protest at the beginning. Then they stay hang around and they have their own protest after. Few people hang on. Most of the local people go. But last night's protest at the Port Tunnel was 100% local East Wall people. And I invite you down on Wednesday where we're having the next protest if you want to view it yourself. And where where, where is that happening? Because I spoke to Keith a little earlier in the show and he said that people people aren't protesting outside the the facility in question, that they're now protesting at the Port Tunnel because... That's right, yeah. We meet up just beside it, not in front of it, more near Aldi. And then we head down, down the East Wall Road and we block the Port Tunnel there. How is it that you think your children are missing out, John? Because I can't let... How can I let a seven and eight-year-old go to the shop? That was just starting out, you know, just letting them go around the shop. How can you when 10, 20 full steps away, there's a couple of hundred men coming in, not nothing about them, just but at would the you know anything, the But would you know anything? Like, I mean, would, would, you, would you have let them out if, if we weren't talking about this? Like I said, I've only started letting them out only a few weeks before this. That's it. They're coming of age where I'm starting to let them take their own responsibility. And now for fear of the people that's at the moving into that building, I will not let them out. And it's not only East Wall. This this is happening all over Ireland. There is all small communities. They're dropping men in. These communities are not as strong as East Wall. And they haven't got the people or they won't step up for fear of being called racist or fair. But but is is that, John, how do you respond though when people listening to this today and I had other texts in earlier when we had this discussion um, a little bit earlier on the programme. Like, the view of a lot of people listening to this is that it is racist. Well, how can it be racist? How can how can you call it racist for fear? Do you just don't, you know, like a, a bunch of people there, we do not know anything about them. You know, if you put Filipino nurses in there from Temple Street or from the Mapa Hospital, do you know, like who are sharing double beds at the moment who don't even know one another, we won't have a problem with that. It's these people we have a problem with, single men. It's not families going in there, it's all single men. And the amount of them coming into the country is just way too many. How are we supposed but isn't, to cope isn't with this? That the la- but is that is that not what it, what is racist? The amount when you talk about it, as you said there, um, you know the, the amount of them coming in. So it's 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 asylum seekers or people seeking refuge. So, uh, so, so I have a problem if I think that we're taking in way too many. That means I'm a racist. No, but it's like I'm, I'm not saying that at all, um, uh, well, John. That's what but it I'm like. ju- yeah, but I'm just but like your point is that you won't let your two daughters go out to the shop because um, of fear that you you don't know who, as you say, where where these people are from, or you know nothing about them, and if they're uh, Filipino female nurses, you have no issue with that. But like, do you know? Did you know all your neighbours beforehand? Yes, I did. East Wall's a fairly strong community. It is. L- let me bring in Lou as well, John, if you don't mind. Stay with us. Lou's a, a resident as well in, in East Wall. Um, do you support the protest, Lou? Are you there, Lou? Can you hear me all right? I can just, just, just a little bit faint there in the line, but right, you can, can hear me. Again? I can indeed, yeah. Do you support okay, the protest? You do? I do, yeah. Yeah. And can you tell me why or what's what's the feeling there in East Wall? Well, 
for one, um, the one thing that we have to get across, because the media is just painting us all, the whole community is racist. That is not what we're doing this for. This is not an anti-race protest. It is about the fact that the building, for one, is just completely unsafe. It's an office block. It might take to be used as an office. I was in the building myself last Friday when everything was kicking off. We got a meeting in there. I've been around the building. I've seen it. I've seen the limited amount of security that's in it. Um, they directly look into our bedrooms. No one sees that. You hear about the news. Everyone's classmates is racist. So this building, sorry Lou, just so I, I get a sense of it, that the building that you're talking about, just where it's located, its proximity to your house, is it's the window, it's on par, is it, on, on level par with, with your... It, it's basically, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a commercial building, but then right behind it, looking into it, is us. We, we're a load of apartments looking directly into that building. They look directly into us, so privacy is non-existent for both sides, for both parties. Um... That's your the concern. The grounds themselves, yeah, the ground, well, it's, there's a lot of concern. Um, the grounds themselves, where children go down to play, that's sort of, you can see now that's sort of stopping now. Resident children are stopping, like I'm living in the apartments, like we have the apartment 15 years since it was built. Um, it, you could normally leave your kids down to have a little play or walk around and play with their dolls or whatever if they wanted to. That's sort of all stopped now because people are sort of fearful from all the exits that maybe someone's going to be lurking. They're already been using the car park, coming in and out, smoking into our own private car park. Um, so people, residents are feeling kind of unsafe as well, going down with the car park at night because they're able to press an emergency exit and get into our residence, if you know what I mean. Um, and would you have always had this feeling, Lou, or concern? Or is it just because of what we're talking about in, in the last couple of weeks and the fact that the building... No, do you know what? I have to say... Now, um, as you can probably tell by my accent, I'm not from East Wall originally. But I have lived in Wicklow. It's where my family's from. I've lived in Wexford. I've never felt safer than I do in East Wall. And that was as a single woman going back years ago. I'm now married. I've never felt safer. East Wall's a very strong community, a very proud community, and a very non-racist community. We voted for our Mayor Mohammed. Out of all of the people that were running up for that, Mohammed, who's Muslim, got voted in. Everyone likes the area the way it is. You know, we are very welcoming. We have lots of people that have come from, to the area from different nationalities, different countries. Mm. I know, I spoke to a few others here who... That are protesting with us, our residents from Italy, from um, Lithuania, people that are protesting for their own reasons. It might be different reasons, but we're all voting for the same kind of thing at the same or all protesting for the same kind of thing. So is it you know, so is, is, is it because then it's a, it's it's going to be used to um house and home asylum seekers. Is that is, is that the well, the issue? Well, mainly yes, because at the end of the day, the area is quite stretched as it is. You've got all around by um Conley station and the crime that is happening currently around there from asylum seekers and refugees. But you don't, you don't know that that's, but that's what that's, that's from at all, Lou. Like, do you walk in the area? No, but Can I just ask you, do you live in the area? Do I don't, no. I don't, I don't live well, in the area. If you don't walk in our footsteps, you can't comment on that. 
But you you don't know that all the crime in the area that you're talking about. I mean, how can you attribute that? To oh, I'm not naive. I'm not naive enough to think that the crime in the area is all down to asylum seekers and refugees. I mean, we've got our own prisons with Irish people. This is again. This is not what I'm going into. I'm not talking about race. This is about simply having, let's say, around a hundred men coming into an area where they've all come from different backgrounds, from extreme war, extreme violence, violence against women, violence against children, violence against men as well. It's not just women that are getting raped mm. in these countries, okay? Okay. And then they're being plonked into a society and they've just got to sort of, what, carry on as normal? No, and the point was made, I should say, too, by, by Keith earlier on as well. And I take it that's your point that, like, it's, you know, it's to do, I suppose, with the facilities and, and the resources then available and in terms of, you know, integrating um, people into society. And, and Keith made that point himself a, a little earlier on. Frank has got in touch in the text line. He says, what happened? Um, what happens if 100 men from Cork moved to East Wall that people knew nothing about? Would people have the very same concerns? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.